When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome once again, everybody, to Blockbuster Mentality, the show where we dive deep into the world of cinema. I'm your host, Ben Secord, and today Dave and I dive deep into the 1975 classic One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, starring Jack Nicholson and Louise Fletcher. The IMDb synopsis for the film reads, a criminal pleads insanity after getting into trouble again, and once in the mental institution, rebels against the oppressive nurse and rallies up the scared patients. One of my favorite movies of all time. And once again, can't wait to hear Dave's thoughts on this. So sit back, relax, let's talk some movies. So I hope everybody enjoyed our musical movie three episode arc, but we are done with that. We are moving into one that is really not music heavy at all, uh, but is a real quality quality film another one by Milos Forman uh, which we did uh, who he directed Amadeus yeah who would, have, who would have thought we would do two Milos Forman films yeah. before we've done two Spielberg films I know Actually, right? I think we have and we might have another Milos Forman movie in the hopper where we talked about doing Man in the Moon oh yeah we directed that as well because we we talked about I think maybe a couple episodes ago about doing a combo episode of right. Man in the Moon and then that Jim Carrey documentary right. Milos Forman is in that documentary and Jim Carrey is Pissing him off <laughs> to no end. Yeah, it's, it's really hilarious. And, and Milos Forman's kind of like passive about it, though. He's just like, you know, I just kind of got to let him do his thing. And uh, yes, gotta... exactly. he's like, Jim, he's crazy. This guy's nuts. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> that whole thing. Yeah, just like pissing him off. It's so funny because Jim Carrey is just an in, in, insane method. <laughs> right. You know. But yeah, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, man. 1975. Yeah. Yep. I uh, I read this. I think I, I mentioned this as well. I saw this once in high school, and I read the book. Uh, and they, they played it, and and I really... Oh, so it was a book you read for class? Like, yeah, it was oh, okay. for class, then we watched the movie. Yeah. Uh, is this rated R? Cause yes. I, I'm surprised. I think I was only in, like, sophomore wow. English or something. Look at that. I mean, they, maybe they gave us a waiver or something. But there's really, um, there's no nudity or swearing, no, really. There's a little quite, bit of yeah, language, quite but quite nothing a few F-bombs, that, yeah. But nothing, like, crazy. It's not, right, like, yeah. dropping, like, really hard stuff, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I saw this, and I really didn't give it a fair shake. And this is the last time, this is my first time coming back to this movie. How many times have you seen this movie, and, and how did you get to it? Whoa, man. Um, this is one of those movies that I first caught a glimpse of, I think, like on AMC when I was pre-teenager, I'd say. Um, and uh, it sucked me in, uh, even as, like, I think maybe 11 or 12, oh, wow. it sucked me in. And it's, you know, the edited version, and I like caught, like, half of it, and I was like, wow. I had no idea what it was called or uh-huh. anything, because there was, like, no info or guide, you know, back when I was that age. I, like, I'm an old person, but, you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but yeah, I, I had no idea what it was called, so I just kind of, years went by, and I saw it again on TV when I was, like, you know, 18 or 19, and then that, it sucked me in again. I was like, all right, what is this movie called? So uh-huh. I looked it up, found out what it was called, oh, wow. and then, that, then I went and watched the whole thing all the way through. Uh, and just have uh, been in love with it ever since. Probably have seen it like six, seven times since then. Uh, it's just a movie I constantly go back to uh, as just something I can just 
always put on and just be enthralled by. Um, Actually, I'm wondering now. So this one, um, you, we were talking in prep about the number of Oscars that it won, mm-hmm. and it, you said five. Right? Yep. What was what were the five uh, that this thing won? Yeah. So it won five Oscars. The big five, they call it. The five big categories it won for best picture, obviously best actor in a lead role, Jack Nicholson. Best actress, Louise Fletcher in her lead role. Best director, Milos Forman. Best writing, uh, screenplay, adapted screenplay, because it's from a book. Yeah. And so yeah, those five, and it's the first uh, one of three movies to win those big five Oscars. What were the other two, Ben? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, I'm so I'm so glad you asked. The first one ever was 1934's "It Happened One Night." Are you familiar? You've I have seen not it? seen it. No. Nor have I. Uh, we'll just so, say like Jack Lemmon was in it, just out of sure. Just yep, we'll say, we'll say like that. that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Humphrey Bogart. Okay, sorry. Uh, Orson Welles oh, really? was in it. No. Um, but um, it happened one night. That was 1934. Okay. And then 1975, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, won the Big Five. Yeah. And then it did not happen again until 1991's Silence of the Lambs. Wow. Anthony Hopkins, Jodie Foster. Yeah, I could see that. And it has not happened since. Yeah, is, incredible. Um, uh, and then, yeah, so, but this is also, the five is uh, writing, which, so the five could be either original or adapted. Right, yes, or okay. writing, yep, yeah, overall, which, gotcha. yeah, I think adapted or original, it's still a good feat to, you know, overcome. But Yeah, um, I'm so glad we got back into this, because this is one, like I said, I really didn't give it a, I, I'm a, I know the material, uh, you know, lightly, but I don't really remember appreciating, I don't, I know I didn't appreciate it when I saw it, and, right. or, and read it, so I was just kind of screwing off in class, Yeah, um, and it was actually a lot of... Actually, the end of this movie, I do not remember one bit. Okay. Um, and yeah, so wow. Um, and it's another movie, which is just a really cool ending. Um, so this is Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Wow, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, he is Jack Nicholson. Right. right? Yeah, he's just everything you think of. It reminds me of, um, you know, I mean, this is a 70s movie. So you get, you get your Nicholson, you get Robert De Niro. It reminds me of them in their like prime of their life, sort of being themselves. Right. yeah. You know, because we get De Niro later, and we, you know, we all know about him. We know about as like as good as it gets for Jack Nicholson, and the, you know, the guy at, at the L.A. Lakers games, all right? Joker, yeah, the Joker, which is, uh, <laughs> um, and but this is really a very raw '70s Nicholson, yeah, very charismatic, really kind of a jackass. You're just drawn to this man, right? His yeah, this charisma. is this is how Nicholson really made a name for himself. I mean, this is Jack Nicholson. I mean, this is I think the role. That he was made for. I mean, this is the role that, you know, best suited him. Yeah, you couldn't get The Shining, I don't think, without something like this. Right, yeah. You know, it's he's building on a, a persona and a you know, his career to get to that point. You, you know, you need to... This is his way. You know, you, we're so far away from that as, you know, a, 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 of our age. Going through right. all the stuff he was in through those years, it, uh, maybe we should do more Nicholson films. Yeah, yeah, I would like to. I mean, there's there's so many out there. I've never uh, seen Easy Rider. I have not either. Hand I have up. not either. Okay. Have you seen Five Easy Pieces? I have not. I'm not. I really. I'm not into yeah, the Nicholson, you're not a Nicholson canon. Guy? Okay. I went. I went more De Niro and yeah. Pacino and stuff like that. Chinatown. And, uh, I haven't seen Chinatown. That's a Polanski one, right? Yeah, that's. Yeah, you need to see that. Uh, Chinatown's really good. But yeah, I'm, I'm not. The, out of the ones that we've mentioned so far, that's the only one I've seen. I think I went more directors. I would see like you know all of Coppola stuff, so, right? You yeah, know, and or see sense. like Scorsese. You know, right. I, I went more director than actor, unless it was De Niro. <laughs> uh, I'm, you're, I'm sure you're kind of the same way. Although you've seen more than I have of Nicholson, so it'd be interesting to get into yeah, Chinatown. I hear is great. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Have you seen Terms of Endearment? 
No. Wow. Okay. I'm no, really not. Yeah. I, I just, okay. So, yeah. It was just uh, yeah, that one. I didn't see too long ago, but yeah, that one's really good. Really sad, but uh, even not, as, not as really it a gets, Nicholson I think film. I only saw once. No. I, I, actually, I don't think I've seen get, as good as it gets all the way through. Well, he has like maybe the best line in all of cinema. And what's that? Which is uh, he's talking to Helen Hunt. I think they're out to eat, and she's like, "He's a writer," and she's like, "How do you write for a woman?" And he's like, "I think of a man, and I remove all." Uh, accountability or something like that. Oh yeah, I do remember that line. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Makes, re- I remove uh, reason and accountability. <laughs> and there's your woman. Yep. Uh, and that's that's Jack Nicholson right classic. there. And that's classic Jack Nicholson, who has not been in a film I think since 2011. He, I guess he's retired from acting. He, well, the, he's one of the few who have done that now. Uh, Gene Hackman's another one. Oh, uh, he is re- Sean Connery. Well, I remember. Yeah, Cole Connery retired a while ago. Yeah, Nicholson is officially retired. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so the well, yeah, well, the Departed was what two thousand seven, two thousand six, six. Okay, so what was was he in? in was that that uh, not the Bucket List? Uh, or one of those? I think it was one after that with like uh, Owen Wilson. I don't even know what it was called. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was one with Owen Wilson. So he's out. Yeah, he's done. That sucks. He's done. Yeah, I know. I mean, he might make a comeback. Who knows? But uh, Hackman, I love too. Yeah, Hackman's great. Yeah, I'd like to get into some of his films. But, uh, but yeah, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. This is uh, this is just yeah, just one of those movies that's you know stuck with me you know all these years. And again, another movie I always revisit. Let's get into the movie. Let's. Uh, I mean, obviously we talked about Jack Nicholson a little bit. This is the role. You know, basically almost seems like it was written for him. Obviously, it was a book first. So this movie actually, Kirk Douglas got the rights to the book originally in the '60s. I guess he tried to work something out with Milos Forman even then. I guess something happened. More For him to play McMurphy? Yeah. Uh, well, and produce it. Yeah. Kirk oh, okay. was again going to play it. And then something happened. It, it fell through the wayside. And then Michael Douglas got a hold of it. Michael Douglas, um, who... I think one best picture as a producer for this. Oh, really? So, yeah, this was his first Oscar. Let's see here. Yeah, Michael Douglas. So yeah, Michael Douglas then picked it up from his father in you know the early seventies, and he's the one that you know got this movie going. He produced it, and instead of uh, um, Kirk, you know, Kirk Douglas, they went with Jack Nicholson. There was other people, I guess, who were supposed to who they would rather have than Jack Nicholson, and but Jack Nicholson ultimately got it. I wouldn't want anybody other than Jack Nicholson, but oh, absolutely I would say, not. I, think, I don't think Kirk Douglas would have been bad in this role. No, I yeah, think he actually would have been. It's rare normally where you have someone in mind that you've seen and you're like, okay, no, I couldn't imagine anyone else. I could, I could see Kirk Douglas. Yes, in yeah, just, yeah, definitely. I guess by the time this came out, though, they said he was too old for it. He's still alive, isn't he? Yeah, he's like 103 or the guy's something. Like, he's gonna live forever. <laughs> <I> no, <know. laughs> jeez, Louise. But, uh, but yeah, just an interesting, you know, little uh, history Him and Martin of the movie. Sheen, I think they're gonna like become living corpses. <laughs> I know. Anyway. Yeah, and it's funny because I always get those two mixed up for some yeah. reason. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, anyway. Anyway, so, so Jack Nicholson plays McMurphy. I mean, this is essentially, um, well, we typically do our pick six, um, and we're trying to move away from that a little bit and just to try to go through the movie a little bit with a little bit less structure. Right. Uh, but this movie is about uh, a man in, in a mental institution. Right, right. yeah. Uh, he's What we learn is he's, um, I guess he's from prison. Right? Is he? Yeah. So he comes from a, the thing they call work camp. So yeah. Basically, halfway know, house or jail or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And he, you know, thinks he's gonna get one up on them. You yeah. know, get, uh, you know, get the edge on them by saying, "Oh, I'm crazy," you know, and thinks because he thinks the mental institution is gonna be a smooth cakewalk, ride, cakewalk. Yeah. Exactly. Get through my 68 days, and 
I'll be out of here. So what happens to him here? So he goes to the... It's just easier for him, and then he'll go back, to, or he'll be done with his time? Yeah, Is he thinks he'll be done with his time. Like, he thinks he's just going to be here the rest of the 68 days. It's like sort of a form of probation or something. Yeah, just exactly. Just my time here. Yep. Instead. Yeah. So, it, it, but it's... It's Jack Nicholson, you know. He's right. being he's being nuts. I mean, he's acting like a nut. He's yeah. being that crazy, you know, like uh, really intense, right? Yeah, smiling, he, cracking jokes, being like inappropriate, being just too much. Yeah, he first like gets there and he gets unhandcuffed and he's like all giddy, kisses yeah. the guard, he's like, and he's, like dancing along yeah. to the music. Remember that when they're walking in because yeah. they what we find they play the same goddamn song every day yep. at a certain time of day. And the first time he hears it, he's like, blah, 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 blah. It's like no big deal to him, right? <laughs> right, yeah. It reminds me like, of like kind of what he did as the Joker and Batman. Yeah, like a little yeah bit of that. definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah, he's like, yeah, this place is easy. Like, this is like a resort for yeah. me, you know? I'll hey, just, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And little does he know, though. Little does he know he'll have less freedom here than he did in actual prison. <sighs> yeah, um, it's a prison of the mind and a prison yeah. of, oh, God, yeah. your, your, your choices get limited so much because you are deemed crazy and if you are if you belong here that means you're crazy right this is right. The, the assessment it, it, you have to you can't be a faker they all think he's faking right and i don't know really if he's crazy or if he's just insane or a bit soci- sociopathic well yeah i mean they have that uh you know conversation with all the doctors you know later on in the film just about yeah we think he's dangerous crazy no and other people saying, "Yeah, I think he's. I think he's sick. You know, I think he is sick. I think you he's know, got something, something wrong. we could do. Yeah, yeah. and then, he's not normal, right? Exactly. He's, he's not just like a violent man. Right. There's a bit of something off there, right? right? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I wouldn't say he needs to be committed, right? But- exactly. Yeah, he's not mental institution off, but yeah, he's." There's something about this guy that, you know, he's... Well, first of all, he's in prison for statutory rape of a 15-year-old. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> you know, but he, the way he explains it to the doctor... Uh, yeah. You know, she, you know, she doesn't look like any 15-year-old that right. you would know. And uh, he, he goes um, with the M&M argument, which is if there's grass in the field... You know, play through. <laughs> it's Eminem, huh? Yeah, I think so. Eminem reference on a One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest episode. Look at that. I mean, it's essentially what he said. Yeah, I mean, she's, that's true. You yeah. know, she's a woman downstairs, yeah. so, you know, play ball. <laughs> but uh, Which is inappropriate and wrong yes, and illegal. And yes, exactly. We every, frown upon that on blockbuster mentality. Yeah, we do not want to get um, the wrong impression here. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, there, there, there is something wrong with him. But, uh, you know, that he gets in that conversation with the doctor after Nick Murphy's kind of you know, kind of walking around and he shows, you know, his playing cards with the naked chicks. And that's when he gets, you know, kind of the guys to follow him. They're yeah. like, they're, they're, the patients there are, you know, drawn to him in a way. Um, and that's kind of the first sense of, you know, the kind of the liberating he does of their minds, you know, just getting them to think for themselves, which is great, which we'll obviously get into. Yeah. They're all stuck in their routines yeah. and their own just way of thinking. It's almost like, um, it's like the place makes you crazy. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah, being like, in that environment. Right. Like you said, it's like a prison of your mind. Like again, you're, you know, physically in prison before, but now you're you're you think you're, you have more freedom, but really your your mind is in prison. Yeah, you know? they they essentially limit your choices and limit what you can do and you just yeah, you just shrink into it's like you lose your intelligence you, you lose, lose your mental freedom yeah all that like right. what makes you a human being really gets stripped away from you yeah it's yeah this movie's powerful in that sense and uh but yeah just the way the life murph you know mcmurphy brings to this place is just uh it is you know something that draws me to it uh 
you know, as a as a viewer. But uh, oh yeah, I mean, he injects a total vitality to everything because he just starts busting up all the assumptions yeah. of this place that everyone's been operating under. Yeah, he he has the you know wherewithal to actually say something and to bring up. You know, again, for them to question and think for themselves. Yeah. Like, uh, actually, there's some good quotes here that uh, we'll get into. So, again, he, he he's walking through, and then he meets with the doctor. And right away, I mean, he's got this charismatic way about him. He's, he's, the doctor seems intrigued by him. Yeah, definitely. He? Like, he's he's normal in a sense. Like, he can carry on a normal conversation. Like, he brings up the fishing picture. Like, what is that, a 40-pounder? Like, he's... Yeah. Yeah, like, he could get by everyday life if But he, he also has, to. like, you don't want to pry too far under the surface. Yeah, he's very he's defensive, but smiling as right. he's defensive. Yeah, he really doesn't let you in, and there's definitely something bubbling under that Jack Nicholson smile. Right, that's yep. either devious or nasty or you know something bad. Yeah, not you know more than statutory. I, I get the feeling that this guy can can be cap. Not necessarily that he will do anything, but he is capable of doing almost anything. So do you, do you think he's a good guy? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't know that he's a good guy. He, rep, he he's representative of you know um, you know bucking the system, uh, bucking an oppressive system, and that's good. But I don't know that he's moral per se. That yeah. he has a, a right. Yeah, a, a, he's he's a a good moral person. Yeah, I don't know that. He's well. I think the key there here is he's full of life. Yeah, you know. He's, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. actually living. You know. Yeah, and and, and, and he a, teaches these guys to live. Yeah, in a know? building of The Walking Dead, he is a, certainly a breath of of just air and life. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, but I wouldn't call him good. Yeah, that's true. I mean, especially the doctor even says you have five arrests for assault. Talks, talks about the statutory rape. Um, but he knows how to live, like you said. Yeah. And that's really what all almost all of these guys need is just a chance, another chance at life. Right. And that and, and what we learn is that most of these men are voluntary. Yeah. They've Man. chosen their position. Yeah, that's the one moment I love is just when he when Murphy thinks he's getting out Crazy. in their sixty eight days and the guard is like, What are you talking about? You you're here, you know, you'll be an old man by the time you get out of here, and that's when he finds out Nurse Ratchet has the power to be able to, you know, hold him there. How about that nurse ratchet, huh? Oh man. So yeah, Louise Fletcher. Yeah, we haven't really mentioned her yet. Yeah, just she's got this I almost included this in my top five Oscar performances of all time because just I could see that. There's this um sort of calmness about her. Yeah. And not not explicitly threatening. Um but and actually I think one thing I do remember from the book um, if there's one takeaway was describing the hatred for Nurse Ratched, she's very devious but very subtle right. in her manipulation. Yeah, and I don't know that all of that comes through in the movie, but me having that knowledge helps. But yeah, she's very like we have these rules, and she has a way of just cutting everybody down. Yeah, you know that just she'll like destroy someone with a sentence that she's not being on its surface openly hostile to them. Right, but I think she knows. She's using it in a way that because she, she knows it'll work. Oh yeah, of course. She's like she's a total monster, right? But doesn't so, but that, like on like on the surface isn't you know? right? Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. Do you, again, in contrast to McMurphy, the question I asked in him: Do you think she's a bad person? Yes, you do. I do. Okay. I think she is not working for the best interest of the patients. 
And I think that make, because she has that power over them, that mm-hmm. makes her not a moral person and a bad Right, person. yeah. I, I I tend to agree. Like, I do see where she's coming from sometimes. Like, you... You, you have to maintain order. I get that. Right, exactly. But yeah, she's she definitely... She takes it too far. Yeah. She knows everybody's button, and she pushes them when she needs to, exactly. and that makes her bad. She uses her power, and she gets off, I yep. think, on that power. She's she not trying has. to heal. She's trying right. to maintain her power and that order. Right. That's her number one goal. Because she could have got this headache of McMurphy gone a long time ago, but because all the doctors were saying when they were in that room, like, you know, we think we're ready to give him back to the prison or whatever. Yeah, she kind of sees it as a challenge. Right, yeah, exactly. I can beat him. Yeah. I've beaten all these other men down. I can beat him down. Yeah, it's... So yeah, is I mean, there a sex thing there? Not, not, not sexual, but is there a man-woman play here? Because her yeah. assistant's also a woman, and I want, now I'm, I'm really just thinking of this off the top of my head. Is there a play here between being emasculated by a woman... Uh, a manipulative woman that has control of your life, that can yeah, I think so. I think that's a lot, guy I, like McMurphy. Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it because yeah, they could have made or you know the book could have been written or they could have made the movie about that you know the doctor looking over him. But yeah, I think it, I think her being a female definitely adds to the conflict in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. I could see um, how that would frustrate anybody being because what well, we know, Billy. Uh, good old Billy, he's got a problem with his mom. Mm-hmm. There's yep. a weird thing mommy, going on mommy there. Mommy issues. Yep. She fills in for that. And may- maybe they all have, w- one of them, one of the characters got a, something going on with his wife. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, They all have sort of female problems. Right. Yep. And she's like the surrogate, but boss. And that gets pretty weird, right? Right. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, even, you know, back to the point of is Nurture Ratchet bad? I mean, even, you know, Jack Nicholson brings up a good point about, you know, she ain't honest. You know, she doesn't, you know, she likes a rigged game. Yeah, well, that's what the, that goes, that brings me, uh, makes me think of the World Series. Oh, yeah. Right, where he yeah, wants yeah. to watch TV oh and we're going to yep. conduct a vote. Actually, yeah, you mentioned this a couple episodes ago, but yeah. Yeah. you remember that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're not going to say that now. Um <laughs> It's uh, that's actually when he says she likes a rigged game is right after that scene. Yeah, because he wants to watch the World yeah. Series and we're going to take a vote. And like then she's being so like structured about it. Yeah. Like, oh nope, it, it ended it here. The but vote's you, closed, yeah. Mister McMurphy. Oh it's God. over. So yeah, we're we're gonna get to the so real quick. Let's back. I you know I know we're trying to be more free here, but I want to just get to um you know how we get intro you know introduced to the characters, and that's kind of our number one is just. That group therapy session. I think oh, this yeah. is a great way to introduce the characters. It's not like any exposition. You just <laughs> no. you learn their personalities. Oh. You learn who each one is. You learn who God. you know is is you know why they're crazy. The reasons they're crazy. You kind of get that. In You're this in sense. the loony bin here. I mean, yeah. Wow. I mean, and, the, the freakouts, the problems, the pettiness, right. just the, Everything is just amplified and, up to ten. And we're we're Jack Nicholson in the scene. The audience is Jack Nicholson because he this yeah. is his first time here. And he's I'm in just, here with these freaks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he's just he's just watching as they talk. Mr. Harding, Mr. Harding. I love Mr. Harding. The mustache, uh, and I love Cheswick too. He, I think Cheswick is an amazing actor. I yeah. don't, don't know his name, but uh, but I think he did great. And Harding's um, so funny because he seems like a very uh, intelligent. Right. Uh, maybe he could be a professor. And he's speaking very smartly, and he's making sense, and all of a sudden he just loses it on some weird tangent, and right. you're like, wow, you are nuts. Right, yeah, he's talking about his life, he's trying to talk, so he's like using big words yeah, in front yeah, of them, yeah. and then like he says like... Uh, he gets uh, hung up on one thing, and it's o- like, 
Oh, yeah, like, I can only uh, speculate on the existence of my life. And talks about ju- <laughs> he throws in big words like just juxtaposition. And yeah, they're like that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, like that. Chris Chris Lloyd's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Christopher Lloyd in this movie, right? I know, you don't expect him. Yeah. And Danny DeVito, so always smiling, little Mar- Mr. Martini. I love Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh yeah, he's great. But I like when Harding brings he brings up the word peculiar, and they're all laughing at him like, oh peculiar, like they're making yeah. fun of him for being a little intellectual to yeah, be able yeah. to think of these words and stuff. I love just how they turn it around on him like, oh, you're crazy. You're the you're oh, the great you're, stuff. You're the weird one. There's a there's a decent amount of laughs, decent amount of yeah. comedic relief in this film, which is really uh much needed. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, it's it's totally needed because it's 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 really tense it, here. Right. It's it's tense, but uh it's just it's, um, the the way it, this, it brings charm to the movie, I yeah. think, because otherwise it could just be totally like sour, depressing, and, yeah, depressing. Yeah. Because and, it's and, it's 1975, so it doesn't look great, right? Uh, it's a bit has a bit raw feel, uh, and it looks old mm-hmm. through most yeah. of the film. Yeah, uh, you know, so, you know, the look wise, yeah, yeah, yeah just cinematography is not great. It doesn't, you know, I mean, it's old, right? So yeah. it just is what it is. Cause yeah, you know, a movie that's 40 years old, it's gonna, it's not gonna look right. But, right. um, but that humor kind of keeps your interest. Yeah. The humor keeps your interest. I, but I, and I think there's just like the subject matter and everything also. Oh, totally. Just, yeah. It's a know, nice balance. It's kind of timeless, you know, it's just, you know, there's still, you know, medical practices today that are being brought to the forefront. And so like what, you know, how unethical they are, things like that. Oh, so I mean, God. it's got, oh. you know, that whole, um, what they used to do to people if this yeah. is what they did then wow uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know what the answer is but that was not the answer but yeah but yeah <laughs> let's love this moment it just gives you a great you know uh look into who these characters are and I like how <laughs> yeah, Harding's like oh you think I'm a little Marianne how huh? you think I'm a little Marianne and Nicholson's just like laughing at him he's like oh like he like does that same motion again yeah, like yeah, imitating yeah. him like he's just laughing at all of them Nicholson like, uh, McMurphy thinks he's, he's like I've, I've struck gold here yeah, he's hanging exactly. out with these weirdos <laughs> exactly. this is like no problem <laughs> so yeah it's it's good stuff um and then uh so yeah what's next we get to so yeah, I mean that's kind of our next is kind of the World Series, uh, the World Series debacle, the yeah. World Series. You know, we're back to another group session, and uh, it's time for the uh, summer classic. And right. uh, <laughs> Murphy wants to be able to watch it. There is a TV, but it's con- I don't know what the rules are exactly, but somehow there's a it's either set or there has to be some to, in order to change it to something that you want, you have to get a majority vote. And uh, you cannot get this vote because the votes you need are left by people who are totally out of their minds. Right. Or vegetables. Yep. He gets his nine votes. He needs a tenth. And he just needs someone to raise their hand. And by the t- and then when he actually gets a guy to raise his hand, the nurse ratchet says, no, time's up. Therapy's over. The vote was over. And you do not get a World Series. And yeah, McMurphy is not. Well, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, because she says time's up. Like, she says, are oh, the meeting is adjourned while he's still trying to get votes. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. She's just... He's, like, doing his thing, so you can't really focus on what she's saying. Like, she's, she's asserting herself yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he didn't really... Does it really matter to her that they they all... Obviously, there's an, anyone that has their eyes open and is conscious of the world around them voted to watch the World Series. Right, yeah. And everyone who is a vegetable or is off in their own world... Yeah. 
they, you know, what do they care? You don't need their vote. Yeah, for you to say nine votes isn't majority over the 18 people who are here when, you know, those other nine. They're not like watching you said, anything. I mean, they're barely doing, maintaining anything. Exactly. Yeah, they yeah. can't even comprehend what you're talking about. Uh, so no, why would they. are not watching TV. Exactly. Why would they even get a vote? So it's just like, again, this is where he talks about her, you know, being a, you know, like in a rigged game, you know. But like um, Murphy's going to have his own World Series. Right, exactly. Oh, I love this. So yeah, he's like, you know, this is, but yeah, that's the moment where he's like, you're not going to say that now. You're not going to yeah, say yeah. that now. Like this is where he's starting to he's get a little it, yeah. yeah, crazy at her. Like just like the way, because before that, um, you know, they're playing cards and everything and he's kind of getting irritated at Martini because Martini keeps like wanting to bet a nickel and, you know, breaking yeah. cigarettes in half. Yeah, yeah. He's getting annoyed at him because he can't hear. Like they have playing that loud music and he's like, I can't, can't even hear myself. And he like just goes around and, you know, shuts the music off and, you know, Nurse Ratch is like, you cannot be in here. He's like, oh, well, I just wanted to turn it down because, you know, we can't hear ourselves think. And he's like, I will answer your question once you're outside. You cannot be in here. Right. It's like being so condescending and talking like down to him. Exactly. At that point, yeah. And he's just like, okay. So that's his first little glimpse of it. And then that whole, and then, yeah, this whole World Series thing. And um, it's great. He's so, doing yeah, he's play by play. Sandy Koufax is at the moment. Oh, whatever, you know, so great. This is. Yeah, where the um, so yeah, he, yeah, he's sulking, and you see the reflection of him in the TV, and I love, yeah, like you said, Sandy Koufax, like he's he's not you know announcing that obviously. Just, it's great. He just great. invents uh, he invents a whole picture in a game, and everyone is enthusiastic. They're all cheering, and he's just yeah. like it's a home run or whatever. It's hard to describe, but it's just a brilliant piece of acting. Yeah, it's, you you you're like happy for everyone because they're they're happy for something. Yeah, exactly. Like he's you know getting them involved. Like they're cheering. They might not necessarily know what they're cheering about, but they're like, oh, Mc, uh, McMurphy's happy, so let's do it. Let's yeah. let's be happy. So who's the better nurse here? Nurse McMurphy or Nurse Ratchet? Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, look what he's doing for them. Like, I, they should hire like, him. Yeah, you're not letting me watch it, but what did that accomplish? Look at you. Look, I'm, we're still having a good time. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that he gets his there. And oh, that, absolutely. But yeah, just this whole moment, just the way the, the music starts playing, like, it's almost like hopeful music. Like, it's just like, it's a feel-good moment in the film. Oh, 100%. And it's just, it's one of my favorite moments. You're mo- cheering along with them. Yeah, exactly. It's it's one of my favorite moments in film ever uh, so you get emotional a little yeah, bit you exactly get that like emotional laugh you're happy yeah yeah and because you you already get you are we the audience already has this feeling towards nurse ratchet like we don't like her you, you know? get a win over her so we you know we get a win over her too you know we're well so the, us as the audience are the in, uh insane asylum people <laughs> yeah but um but yeah love that moment great moment I love um, it too, and then uh, McMurphy starts. He gets to gain some confidence yeah, from this, yep, and uh, exactly. it's maybe time to take a little bit of a trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go fishing. Yep. So it's, yeah, he he gets in. They're in a bus, and he what? He steals the bus and just takes off, basically, right? Right. Yeah. They're out playing basketball or something, or is that how that works? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're just kind of in the courtyard and. Um, uh, he climbs on Chief's shoulders, oh, yeah. so he's able to climb over the Good fence. Good old Chief. We, we talk about Chief yet? Yeah. No, no, we have not. We can, if you'd like. Well, he's just a giant Indian who is... Well, and uh, Billy, at the beginning of the film, he's just... He's a d- d- deaf, dumb Indian. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa, okay. And that's um, what we get. And then McMurphy's trying to, for a while, trying to get something out of Chief, and Chief has not given him anything. He's not hostile, but he's not... Talking, responding, understanding, wants to be bothered. 
kind of interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I love the turn of his character. Yeah. His, his whole arc. And real quick, again, I want to mention too, after that whole scene where he says the she likes a rigged game, you know, because he, you know, hates her, she ain't honest, and they're talking about his mental illness, you know, but, you know, this place is starting to make him crazy, uh, you know, because if you weren't going, you know, if you weren't crazy going into the ward, you're you're going to be crazy when you leave. Yeah, that's where you have um, that debate of that's, what is crazy. Yeah, exactly. What is crazy? Yeah, he's like, well, you want me to sit here, like, you know jacking off or yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but uh then the one guy asks you know what what does a rolling stone gathers no moss mean to you and um you know he makes a joke about it at first then he says well it's hard for you know something to stick on something that's moving um but i love at the end of that whole thing he's like well do you have any questions for us and then he just shows them the naked card and he's uh, like, yeah where do you suppose she lives? <laughs> Good Nicholson moment there. He's great. He just <laughs> can throw a little line. Yeah. It's so it's just, much into uh, it somehow. Yeah, he's amazing. So good. But I just love it because he's like, yeah, he's silly and everything, but he can show those emotional moments just like, he's a man going crazy. Like, are you kidding me that we can't watch the World Series after I just got the boat? Yeah. Um, so he's sort of in like a screw it mode here. And then he's like, let's just take a little trip. Yeah. Takes exactly. the bus. And they don't know where they're going. Right. He meets up with this girl in like a trailer park or something, and then they go to a dock and take a boat out. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah, that's that's what they do. And I like how he, you know, the guy working at the docks, like, who are you people? And he's, you know, Mick Murphy says they're all doctors, and he introduces them. We're all. from this is, like the mental institution. Yeah. This is Doctor So and So, and this is Doctor Blah. And <laughs> in a way, you kind of buy it. They're yeah. like almost. You can imagine like a psychiatrist just looking a little disheveled. Right, yeah, like the guy with the big beard and yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's probably just, you know, Yeah, smart. he's been yeah, he's in the hospital the, for 20 years. He's just focused on his right. work and he looks a little weird. Well, I like he's calling them all doctors. Then he gets to Harding. He's like, and there's Mr. Harding. And, <laughs> and the look on Harding's face. It's yeah, because he's probably the smartest one, like IQ-wise, yeah, of all of them. Exactly. So he, like, gives a little dig on him. I love, I love how he calls him Mr. Hardon, or calls him <laughs> Hardon all the time. <laughs> so I think um, this is a really... This is really funny, but I think this is where the movie shows its age. Outside, this looks like a 1975 movie here. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, again, it's... It's okay, but... And I think... Does this movie take place, I think, earlier, though? I think it might take place... Oh like yeah, fifties well, or might. something. But oh uh, yeah, because uh, well, Kofax I think played. In, yeah, yeah, I think it does take place a little bit earlier, but I don't know if that really matters about. No, the shot I know. Yeah, boat, yeah, but, yeah, no, it's um, true. The movie just looks a little bit old here. Yeah, but it it's does. really funny. I mean, one, uh, you know, one guy's supposed to steer, and he's it's like, just go straight. Can't do it. <laughs> no, nope. just cannot. Just yeah, they hold can't the do wheel. this little task. And he's, it's just like he's trying to teach them all the fish. It's just like he's teaching the almost. Like he's almost like a father figure to them here. He's just like a father trying to teach his kids how to you know fish. And well, yeah, but hook a line and he's sort of doing that. But he's also just trying to go bang the girl well, no. down down below. It's well, like, yes, naturally. <laughs> it's, like, it's not really that he's wanting to help. He's like, here, just hold on to the wheel as I go have sex with my girl who actually looks a little bit like Taylor Swift. Um, she does. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the third show in a row you've mentioned Taylor Swift, I think. I've got a mm-hmm. you know, a real obsession with her. Yeah, so. makes sense. Makes sense. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, but it's a fun moment. You know, it's it's them, you know, going fishing. Even, you know, when he's interrupted from trying to bang the chick, you know, he's... Uh, That's so funny. You know, he's helping them, <laughs> reeling the fish. And He's I like love... mad at them, but like not really. Right, he's exactly. He's just like yelling at them <laughs> like you'd yell at like a family member right, or something. Right, exactly. What do you 
like, you idiot. You know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, I love it. This is just a, you know, heartwarming moment in the movie. And uh, and I love that when they're getting back to the dock and the doctors are all standing there and you got to look at the, the guy. Cops, yeah. But I like when the, you know, two guys are holding the huge fish. They got these huge <laughs> smiles on their faces. They're like they're little so kids. Proud. They're like, ah, look what we got. It's just wonderful. I love it. And that's another thing, you know, we mentioned earlier about the environment that you're in. And these these guys get to go outside and like really outside not like within a fence at a basketball court they get to go experience real things nature right and obviously it helps their sanity so it's like are you really helping these people by keeping them confined into this place you right know, it's very yeah. inhumane it's almost like keeping an animal in a cage yeah definitely i mean especially yeah how they're you know uh they even mentioned a little later how their dorm is locked during the day um it's just like why you know we're free men like you know especially yeah. the ones who are here voluntarily it's like you know it's not like how one of them brings up you know uh uh she's saying you know well if if you know we didn't lock it up you guys would just go to bed right after breakfast and you know it's therapeutic to want to talk to you know to be around everybody and then the one guy says so you mean to say it's sick to want to be off by yourself you know, it's it's, yeah. a, it's a good call from, you know, a guy who's institutionalized, you know, for, you know, mental issues. And he's the one that's, you know, has a head on his shoulders. Should be normal to, to want to yeah, have a little alone time. Exactly. Right? Um, and, you know, the other thing, too, I want to mention about that whole, like, debate about, you know, what's crazy and what's not. There's, there's a moment here. I think they're doing another group therapy session with the cigarette where they take the cigarette from one of the guys. Yeah. And it ends up in Christopher Lloyd's, like, pants. Right. Yeah. Nobody. He doesn't know. They don't know. And then eventually it burns him. Like mm-hmm. really, I can imagine that hurting really bad. Yeah, and he's a, a bit exaggerated because he's not, you know, completely formed mentally. Right. Yeah, but he's clearly in pain. Right. Nobody knows why he's screaming. He's screaming because he's got a freaking cigarette burn on his ankle. Right. Yeah. You interpret that as crazy and him having a flip out. In actuality, he's in physical pain. Right. Yeah. And maybe he's exaggerating a bit, like a child would. Uh, but that really, I don't know. That bothered me. That scene because yeah. he's just like I'm. He doesn't know why he's in pain. He's freaking out a little bit. And everyone just, you know, like, take a breath for a second. But no, you've been deemed crazy. Right. So now we can just grab you and do what we want with you because you're, like, in this category right. of crazy. Yeah. And it's actually this movie hits me now more so, too, now. Uh, my son has nonverbal autism. And, you know, when he's upset, he's, you know screams but not because he's a i mean sometimes he's been a brat and he's a kid you know but uh yeah, not because friends. yeah um but sometimes he's legitimately screaming because he can't communicate how he's really feeling like mm-hmm. how he can't communicate his feelings so it seems like oh what's wrong with this kid he's you know just smack right. him like what what's he doing like but he he doesn't have the mental capability of expressing his true feelings just yeah. like in this situation it's like oh he's deemed crazy because He's acting this way, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's sad, you know, it's, it's, and this is how things were. I mean, and people, even people with autism were institutionalized back in the day, yeah. you know, because I mean, granted you, you didn't have the, you know, knowledge we have now, but, uh, but yeah, it's sad that so many people in the past have had to have gone through this. Um, Powerful stuff. Yeah. Definitely. And when people put that label on you, that's tough to shake. Right. As all for all these guys and many of them. You know, given the right circumstance or environment or something, they probably could maybe survive in a normal society. They just need the right help. Right. They're not getting it. Yeah. And like you said, with the example of your son, you could react in a way 
maybe justifiably, I guess, um, without the right knowledge or just you know just not understanding what he's doing or something, and you right. can react really harshly. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's you know that's not nice. Right. Yeah, he's exactly. A, he's yeah. a person too, and he's trying to convey something to you. Right. And it's kind of on you to figure out what that is, or at least to you know not be a not be mean. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like try to be understanding. Yeah. Try to within, figure you know, out what's the reason. You know. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like what's the root of this? Not just let's beat this guy because he's right. freaking out. Let's. Yeah. You've got to. This behavior is bad, and we need to just stop it immediately. And right. We don't care why or how or wh- how we can prevent it in the future or deal with it better next time or something like that. When it's just a just freaking his his leg is burning and he's in pain and he doesn't know why. Right. Instead, we're just gonna haul him off right. to, for what you know. Yeah, and then meanwhile you got yeah Cheswick freaking out. You know, there's this huge commotion just about because she took his cigarettes away. Yeah, this, yeah, is, this is yeah. this is again this is the start, and then this is I want my cigarettes. I want my <laughs> I want my cigarettes. Uh, Cheswick, see, I mean, this is them. You know, the other patients starting to challenge uh, Nurse Ratched's authority. You know, this yeah, is McMurphy's again is rubbed off on right. his attitude. He's the, like, he's sort of, I can do anything I want attitude. They're like, what? You can you can do that? Yeah, that, because this is when that one guy says it's sick to want to be by yourself. And that's the same guy who's in Amadeus. Uh, he's at the very beginning. He's yeah, one that, of the, that's a face you can't forget. Yeah, <laughs> Not so much. Um, but I just uh, wish I was like a, a really ugly person and I bet I could be in a movie. <laughs> Or yeah. maybe I, with this face I can. But so yeah, this is uh, this all starts because McMurphy brings up about how you know you guys were letting me you know harass Nurse Ratchet all this time when you knew she had the power yeah. to to do this. So yeah, he's kind yeah, he's yeah. kind of upset at them too. Uh, at this point, you know, he wants to get that off his chest, and um, and yeah, that's kind of how this whole debacle starts, and that's why Cheswick's like, I'm an adult, you know, give me my cigarettes, I'm no child, and he starts freaking out, and that's when the social workers, not social workers, uh, you know, the workers come in and take him away, yeah, and uh, you know, during the time him screaming. McMurphy goes in, punches the glass, and he's like, "Here, here's your cigarettes." Like he's just like had it. Like he's he's starting to go nuts at this point. He's almost just like, "I want to help these people, and here's a way I can help them." But right. you're telling me I can't really help them. Right. So it's like if it's within my power to do it, I will. That's like, he just wants a freaking cigarette. Give him a cigarettes. Yeah. Like don't make him. He's not. He's obviously having a problem, right? I don't want to call him like an infant but in a way he's just at that point where he just wants something and he's fixated on just give it to him like, exactly he's yeah. not learning you know it's not like oh, well you need to, if, if he learns to sit or you make him try to sit for 10 more minutes and then you give it to him it's not gonna help you know just give it to him exactly and i think this is when uh mcmurphy um yeah he finds out that they're all you know a lot of them are voluntary um, that was a crazy reveal to me. Yeah, yeah. It's just like really, like it's just you know. But at the same time, if they're voluntary, why why are they getting treated? You know, still the same way as someone who's you know forced there. Um, well, they you know they think they need it, and then uh, someone like uh, uh, um, Ratchet is going to make sure that they always think they need it. Yeah, you know, her job isn't to graduate them per se. I guess. Well, and even he says like. You know, I've you know, there's crazy assholes on the street I see all the time. You guys are no crazier than them. Like he, he, again, it brings up the question of sanity. What's sanity? Like who's you know mentally ill? Who's not? You know, it's just like, you know, again, again, he's liberating them in a way. But, yeah, um, absolutely. He is like, yeah, he's like their champion in a sense. But yeah, we get to a moment where, you know, McMurphy sees them taking away Cheswick and he doesn't like it, so he tries to intervene and gets in a fight with the guards. 
And then uh, the guards uh, punch, Ugh. you know, they're punching him. They've got him all held down, and that's Chief jumps in. This is the you know, oh, first yeah, you know, kind of yeah. human moment of Chief after, because this is after they played basketball, and he teach Chief how to play, and Chief is actually playing along this that's time. Great. Love that moment. Um, but yeah, Chief comes to save the day. But uh, so yeah, they take all three of them away, and they're all kind of waiting there, and they're about to get electroshocked. So I didn't know this was coming, and... Um, <sighs> Man, this is uh, Milos Forman does a great job here because he really drags this out. Yeah, and he really sets it up well. Definitely, they're sitting in a hallway. They're on another floor, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. This is like the whatever that floor is, which they With another, they know it's like bad. It's like the bad floor, or whatever. Right. It is, you know? Another realm of crazy people. Oh like, God, they're yeah. like yeah, they're all way nuts. Yeah. They're not functional at all. These people. Right. Um, and then so they're sitting there talking to some other guys. They're witnessing. You're seeing like some screaming going down the hall, and then. McMurphy, he's sort of calmed down and he's sort of, you know, nice. Yeah. And they bring him in the room and there's like four people in there with him and he's they're like talking to him and he's really calm. He's like, yeah, you know, he's laughing, he's joking. He's got no idea what's coming. Yeah. And I didn't know what was coming. Yeah. And they start holding him down and they put the they put the straps on him and he's joking. He's like, hey, Doc, you know, I don't know. He's just cracking jokes. I don't yeah. know exactly what he's little saying. A little dabble, do you? Yeah, a little dabble, do you? <laughs> they put the things on his temples and she's like, bite on this. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Bite on what? Why? Why? And then he starts freaking out and then they give him the. Ugh. And he's shaking and I'm like, this isn't right. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's 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 powerful stuff. It's, it's uh, more. It's just. It's straight punishment, as far as I see this. And I don't know. How, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What? What's he's calm, the point? He's done. Right. Yeah. This is nothing to but to the, just screw with him. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and to hurt him. It's sad. it's demented. It's so that's sad. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. Like, yeah. What? How could a sane person put someone through this and you know make it make them think it's gonna you know do good? This isn't a help. But this is this is mean. This is cruel. It's just you know, on an acting standpoint. Just oh yeah, him like getting shocked and like convulsing and like it's just like man, how could someone pull that off? Like what the, that whole scene is worth well, the, the price of admission. even right before that Cheswick is sitting with them and he's getting taken away he's like acting like a you know little three-year-old like no you don't no. know like, why yeah like, oh my god like what's he's happening had yeah. it before right yeah this isn't his first rodeo so sad yeah the, the screaming yeah because yeah, you know what that that I don't know what that is what that feels like yeah I kind of want to look that up like why they thought that worked that electroshock you know? oh it like, seems so painful oh. and just you can't control your body and uh yeah that's actually have you ever seen the show homeland i have not yeah uh, it's I, one i keep meaning to get I don't around know. to I, i've seen the first i think three seasons um and uh, i think they're on season seven now i kind of dropped off because i lost interest but it was really good in the beginning anyways it stars um uh, claire danes right and she's she's a nutcase in her own right really and actually in one of the she goes she's so nuts she's has a, I think manic depressive or something like that. Okay, yeah. And then at one point at the end of the season, she goes so crazy she voluntarily gets electroshock therapy. Really? Yeah. So that's is that still like a real thing where people I can get, voluntarily do it? I, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But I, wow. I, this is obviously without consent. Man. You know, and really, I don't know the power that they have over him to do all this stuff. I'm right. I almost feel like I want to be like his lawyer. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because yeah. like what? So once you go into that building, they could just do whatever yeah. the hell they want like experiments if they wanted to and yeah yeah that's, i mean it's like this is not right yeah yeah it makes you question yeah what kind of power do 
hospitals and doctors have, you know, it's, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. So it's intense. really sad. Just in the setup to it's, I mean, as far as filmmaking goes, it's perfection. Right. But it's so good that it just, it really kind of screws with your mind. Yeah, it really does. I feel so bad. Oh, yeah, it's rough. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, I mean, getting, and then right before that, that's when they're, after Cheswick goes, he offers Chief Juicy Fruit, and that's when you <laughs> hear Chief talk for the first time. Ah, yeah, he speaks. Juicy Fruit. He can speak all the time. And then, then He's been holding out on yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. He can hear too. He's yeah. deaf, and he, yeah, he says something about Canada, and then, you know, that's when they first, you know, we first find out they're, they're going to try to plot an escape. Um. And yeah, so yeah, I mean that whole electroshock. I like when he gets back from the electroshock. He kind of acts all like oh, yeah. out of it, like a vegetable or something. And then <laughs> he's, and like, he's, like, he's like stumbling around, <laughs> yeah. like, like almost like a like a um, like a zombie or something like that. Right. And ever they're doing, yeah, they're doing their group therapy, and they're all looking at him like, "Oh, McMurphy's fried." He's just screwing with all of them. Right. Yeah. It's such a great moment for the audience, you know. Yeah. Because it's such yeah. an intense thing that you just saw. And then he's still McMurphy. He's still <laughs> yeah, He's like, yeah, yeah, they give me 10 watts a day. Any woman that comes across <laughs> me will light up like a pinball machine. <laughs> and you get the laughs by the other guys. And I don't know what that is, but just to see them all laugh. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, nice. And they're all excited. Murph's yeah. back. Murph's back. He's their hero. He's yeah, the champion. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it's great. And then, yeah, he tells, you know, Nurse Ratchet, he's gentle as a puppy, you know. And, <laughs> and they, they get on with their therapy session. And he's just kind of staring at her. And I like they do a lot of zoom ins with the camera um which is a nice touch yeah um so yeah then she, um nurse ratchet leaves for the night uh talks uh you know he talks with chief while they're, they're sleeping there i like this little moment too here is when he's talking to chief because uh, he says he's gonna escape you know chief tells him you know you're bigger than me and then he's like what are you talking about you're you know as big as they come he's like yeah but you're you're bigger than me you're big like my father you know you got a big personality you're you know braver than me yeah chief feels small he's like what seven feet tall and right. he feels he feels small right exactly he doesn't assert himself in the world right yeah he doesn't know if he has the strength to get out of this place yeah uh it talks about his father and how the you know when he drank from the bottle he didn't suck from it the bottle sucked from him sucked the life out of him because he was a big man and he kept talking about they're working on him they're working on him the way they're working on you um, which I want to get to maybe in the question segment, how you interpret that. Um, did you have anything? I Actually, just, I, I really don't have an okay. answer to that. No, I, I thought yeah. kind of the same thing. I didn't really know exactly what he meant by that. I looked it up a little. They, it looks like they, in the book they brought that up a little more. I think it's just like people who are, you know, are going against oppression, you know, they're who are, you know, advocates of, you know, change things yeah. like that. How McMurphy kind—he's of, not an advocate. He's kind of doing it inadvertently. You know, he, he is uh, going against uh, oppression. Yeah, because this is something about people are going to work on those people who you know, like big politicians and things are going to be like, no, no, like shove them out, like, and you know, going to work on them until they can't take it anymore. Until they, yeah, I could see that. And uh, you know, this is not just about um, mental institutions. This is. Almost like you know a big government or right yeah. any any situation where people in power are abusing that power, 
Um, it doesn't just apply to this situation. It applies yeah. to any situation. It could be a government. It could be a boss. It could be a family member. Any any sort of like hierarchy like that where right. people who are responsible for you are abusing that responsibility. Uh, so yeah, I guess you know you want to knock down the people that are fighting that that system. So I could see it that way. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. There's a lot of deep stuff. Uh, you know that you could really you know dive deep into. It's it's a shame we don't have a podcast or something. We could. They know, you know we could actually really, talk about you know, it, dissect it. Maybe one day. <laughs> maybe someday. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's just something I wanted to bring up quickly there. Because yeah, I mean, there's definitely deep moments. Again, we don't we don't have all Nate folks, all right. Um, but uh, but yeah, then they get to you know Chief or uh, <laughs> McMurphy kind of plotting in his escape. Well, I mean, you're arguing with the. With the audience, I don't know what. I don't know. I just <laughs> I, I can hear we, them. Actually, like, we oh, have oh, all night. Get into we, it. We'll go five hours. Yes, we will. All right, let's start with the color of Murphy's clothes. All right, so no, um, but uh, so yeah, he's plotting his escape, and he calls. You know, Nurse Ratchet leaves. He calls for his girl to come pick him yeah, up. Yeah, two girls this time. Two ladies. He even offers one to the uh, yeah, watchman. The, yep, the watchman, the guard, who's he's like, well, what else would they offer besides bottles? Yeah. You know, they can offer <laughs> something else. A little bit of, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. So, um, but anyway, uh, he's about to leave, and then Billy's like, you know, I'm going to miss you. You know, I don't want you to go. Yeah. And McMurphy's like, let me give you one last present before I go. Ugh. Offers to let uh, his, his lady friend sleep with Billy. Yeah, she's um, got. Uh, she's not loose or slutty at all. No, no, no it's just you know, we'll just, just jumping into a room with a mental patient. Yeah, helping out whatever someone, you need. You know, yeah, helping them out. Just a little, you know? like a handshake. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? But good for Billy. Billy, well uh, done, Billy. Well Billy, done. Yeah, Billy does what he needs to <laughs> yeah. do here. But it leads to we're something. All, we're all very happy for Billy. We're all very happy for Billy. Yep, this is a night of partying. You know. Yeah, this the plan is, here was for. To have a little bit of fun, and then McMurphy was going to run off with these girls, right? And and whoever else was going to come with him. Uh, this is where I think McMurphy does become a good person. Like he's or selfless in a way, you know, because he was impulsive and selfish before. But now he's like he could have left right then. But yeah. he's like, you know, he he stays back. He stays back for Billy. Yeah, I have um, to maybe change that because yeah. the he the character changes here. And actually, this is my question. Which uh, well, we'll get into, but my question is, uh, well, I'll just say it now. Yeah, <laughs> it's a loose. loose he segment. never. Why does he stay? Because he wakes up the next morning with the window open, um, and he sort of awakes, like not really sure where he is or why he's still there, but he definitely consciously stays. Yeah, he didn't just. Slop, you know, like get drunk sloppily well, and just pass out. Even when Nurse Ratchet sends Billy over to the room and stuff, yeah, he could have totally left and he was about to leave. Could have left at any point, really, yeah. when the girls came and he yeah. stays overnight yeah. and through the next day. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the way, you know, it's him, you know, finally. He's with them and he's. Yeah, he's, he's with them. Does he want to abandon um, them? Yeah, yeah, I think it's. And actually, I. Uh, I think it's a lot, uh, there's a lot of biblical things. Uh, I was reading some stuff that, you know, he was kind of like the uh, Jesus of the story. Um, like, like in, in yeah, like, and he, they were like his followers, his disciples, how they kind of followed him, especially when he first arrived. Like, they all walk away from the table as, as he walks away. And it's just him, like, saying, I will be with you, you know. Oh, that's um, really deep. That's yeah, interesting. yeah, it's, 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 it is deep stuff. There's other stuff, too, that uh, I read that people were bringing up, and it was just, like, some... Did, did any of the apostles get laid? In... Yeah, yeah uh, Peter, 
Uh, Peter, man, he, <laughs> he was always getting laid. <laughs> so, so Billy uh, gets his uh, gets gets what he needs done. It wakes up the next morning, and yeah, because Nurse Ratchet's like, "What the hell's going?" I mean, they wake up to everything is wrecked. Right. I mean, destroyed. Yeah. Right. This is like whew, a total frat party. Yeah. Or just a mental patient party. Uh, <laughs> they go to find Billy, and he's laying. He's laying in that room with the girl. Yep. And. Uh, uh, this next thing with Nurse yeah. Ratched. Now she doesn't just punish him; she goes to the heart. Yeah, and she says, "I'm going to tell your mother." Yeah, and what's your mother going to think about about what you did, Billy? And he says in a stuttering, stuttering voice, "You know, you don't have to tell her. You don't have to tell her." And she's he says, well, just me, hurting him. Yeah, me and me and your mom are old old friends. Of course, I have to tell her. What's and your mother going like, to think about yeah. how you behave, Billy? It's just like, what are you doing? Like, do you think she's doing this for McMurphy too here? She's just, yeah. I mean, she's yeah. trying to punish anyone in any way she can, right. I think. And it's going to hurt everybody, but especially Billy. He gets sent off to the doctor's office. Yeah. He's screaming. I mean, oh my God, yeah. Hitting himself. Screaming his head off, hit, punching himself, yeah. going nuts. And it's rough to watch. It's uh, yeah, because he's like, no, no, like it's just this guy. Yeah, he he also got nominated for an Oscar for best supporting actor, so, very yeah. deservedly so. Uh, Brad Dorif. Um, but yeah, that that whole scene, just him, like, you know, you don't have to tell her. You don't have to tell her. You know, uh, and she said, "Are you ashamed?" And he said, "No, I'm not ashamed." But just and that's him, tell, yeah. you know, kind of st- sticking up for him. And then he even, you know, unfortunately, he rats out McMurphy a little, um, saying it was him. But he's like, I don't blame you, him for that. Yeah, though. exactly. I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's innocent, being abused. Yeah, he just exactly. wants the pain to end. Exactly. And yeah, just Nurse Ratchet just keeps going. It's just like, yeah, it's, so, it's rough. And then a couple of minutes later. Yep, right when uh, McMurphy's about to escape, the guy's like, don't do it. You know, he's got a belt around his yeah, thing, yeah. and then you hear a scream, and then that guy goes. McMurphy could have left right then. He had total open shot to leave. But, you know, obviously Billy is in some sort of pain and some sort of trouble. You walk in, you notice that he slit his throat. There's was blood it? everywhere yeah, his blood. his throat with yeah. a piece of glass. This is really sad <sighs> for me. Yeah, it's rough, man. I found this to really be... Difficult and very sad. Yeah, this was. I don't know why this bothered me so much, but I no. Felt I mean, really it's sad because I mean he's a likable character. You know, he's he's kind of the kid of the story. You was, know? He's, he's, yeah, yeah. He well, yeah. He had like that that boyishness. Yeah. It's very. You know, I think maybe because it's so senseless. Right. It just yeah. didn't need to happen. Didn't. It was so preventable. You know, so he you know had sex with a girl and right. you know, what, yeah. like so what? Right. And you're yeah, gonna it's... upset him to the point that's gonna drive him to suicide. Right. Especially and, since you know that he's already capable of that, you yeah. know, because that's why he's in there in the first Clearly. place. He asks, yeah, "Are you going to leave marry. him alone?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, almost like she knew, right? Yeah, it's like right. Mm, yeah, like you what, put him in a room by himself. Like, why you, does he need to go wait there? By like, him? are you in it this so much? Th- in it this much, so much for McMurphy that you are willing to sacrifice yeah. this kid? Like, hurt what, everybody, who, right? Exactly. And that anger, that that sadness, turns to anger. Right. And represented by McMurphy mm-hmm. strangling <sighs> Nurse Ratchet. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And I That's... want her to die. Yeah, I know. And you feel what McMurphy feels like. You she did killed this. Billy. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Right. Yeah, this is the final straw. You did this. That's a suicide, uh, you know, officially, but she killed him. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's 100% responsible for his death. 
Um, and I think she deep down even knows that, you know, and she's fine with that. Cause even after, cause it, you know, before he chokes her, you know, she even says she closes the door. I think it's best that we all go about our normal day. And then that's when, ah, oh, another just amazing acting by Jack Nicholson. You, f- you feel what he's feeling just by body language. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You see that look in his eye. All and, of it. I mean, oh we get, so just, you know, to, to recap, we get Billy having sex with this girl the next morning. They're all cheering for him. And it's a really nice, proud of him moment. Right. And then he's, and then she just digs into him. Right. Sends him off. He, freaking kills himself because he's so scared right she she touches on his most vulnerable psych you know part of his psyche kills himself and then jack nicholson please kill nurse ratchet right can't they pull him off yep. drag him off actually we don't really see what happens here it just yeah they knock him the out next, yeah. somehow yeah they just move to the next scene Mac, next scene is them kind of in their routine again this time they're playing cards but they're betting cigarettes you know they're yeah, kind of yeah. taking on what the lights are kind of down right yeah yeah i think so nurse ratchet has a neck brace on <laughs> Um, and they're yeah. kind of telling stories about McMurphy. Oh, he escaped. He escaped. You know, it's just saying he escaped. They're like, now he's upstairs. Yeah, or whatever, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, then you it goes, know, yeah. yeah, you don't know. And then it goes to, it's nighttime now. Everyone's sleeping. You see a couple of guards taking McMurphy in. He's kind of slowly walking and you see chief notice him laying in bed. He's like, all right, Hey, McMurphy, let's, let's get out of here. And you know, he's, he's saying some stuff. And then he notices some scars on uh, on Mac's forehead. This and, is rough. Yeah, um, obviously. And by all seemingly, he's been lobotomized. Yep. Yep. Ugh. It's just like, what? what? <laughs> Why not just send him back to prison? Like, he's obviously a criminal. Okay, he attacked. You know, it's assault. Like a yeah, normal back, person on the street who chokes out someone back to is jail. Gonna go to jail. Yeah, you don't just go in and like dig out something out of their brain right and that goes to your point about just like so anyone who's in here like they have the authority to do whatever they want do whatever they want like it's just you're in these walls and we can just you know maybe we'll just take your arm off and do something you know it's like what the heck right it's such a violation of your humanity right yeah to just be able to do that and he's he's now basically a vegetable right this is a man who's the most lively you know, kind of crazy guy you've ever seen, right? Who's been reduced to a vegetable, and yeah, that sucks. Just, and that's no life. And then that's when Chief merc- mercifully, you know, he understands, takes his life because he's he and he says, you know, I'm taking you with me. You know, we're gonna escape. I'm taking you with me, and basically meaning, you know, he's taking his spirit, his soul with him. You know, because you know he's not gonna, he's not the you know thing. You know the heartless thing to do would just to be to leave him there his body there just vegging out the rest of his days however long that would have been at that point horrible. Um, just horrible stuff yeah. um so but yeah i mean they, there is some something good here yeah i mean you, you get you get hopefulness at the end so you get to back to so chief you know suffocates him with the pillow uh which That's is kind of brutal yeah it was brutal but uh, i mean do you agree that you should would do that? I mean, you, do you nah, think I mean, that his was life merciful? is over, especially yeah. for someone like McMurphy, who is so lively, so in you know in charge of himself, even though he's crazy a little bit. But someone that can is just you know living life to his fullest, even though it's not always the best decision. But and then to just reduce him down to just this animal, basically, right? I mean, yeah, I right. think that is humane. I think that is that's 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 the, if he had a choice that's the choice he would have chose right just, right just put me out of my freaking misery is what yeah, he would have exactly. said yeah 
Yeah, it's 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 rough stuff. But then uh, then yeah, then it cuts the chief picking up that fountain that McMurphy earlier on in the film was trying to lift. To he said, "I'm gonna pick up this thing, throw it through the window, yeah. and go to a bar to watch the series." <laughs> you guys with me? They're all telling him it's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. No one could lift that thing. Yeah, because McMurphy tried to do it earlier and yeah. just failed miserably. But uh, but yeah, I mean, this last moment is kind of just you know his lasting you know. Uh, his inspiration of hope that he gave, you know, it, it is possible. Things are possible that you think are impossible. Yeah, you he know, became you can, big. He, right. Like, he yeah. like became himself in a sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you exactly. Know? So, yeah, I mean, that's just a symbolic moment there of him, you know, throwing the fountain through the window yeah. running. And then you see Chris Lloyd wake up and you just see, I love the score. Like, yeah. He's cheering. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's yeah. just, he kind of symbolizes the whole group, like how they would feel about this. Like they kind of feel like, you know, McMurphy's, Spirit is living on yeah. because he was able to escape. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly right. And this is actually the same uh, music we get from the very beginning. This they're playing this back again, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it's it's just amazing just what McMurphy was able to bring to this group. I mean, even if it was inadvertent, you know, he wasn't necessarily trying to make change or anything for them. He came here selfishly in in a way. Um, and but yet he was able to bring life to these guys and liberate them, and that's yeah. one of the messages I love about this movie is just living life to the fullest. And absolutely, you know. and it even I don't know, it, I guess it's like what you know, his star burned brightly and then it faded out. I guess even that was you know maybe worth it, like, right? In yeah. a way, I yeah. Mean, he's like a, a revolutionary, and you know those types don't usually last very long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and maybe he did something. You know, he inspired. Well, he inspired one man, and maybe he inspired. Maybe you know the, the the aftermath of this is the voluntaries. Maybe get some other inspiration to take control of their own life because they're obviously being beaten down and kept there. Right. Yeah. You know they're not really allowed to leave, even though yeah. you are. You know? Yes. And yeah, they're not. He not showed really them living. what life can be. Right. Exactly. And and that's another you know comparison people have made. To, you know the you know symbol of Jesus is that he you know inspire. Um, you know, kind of sacrificed himself for them. Yeah, like for their sake. Say, yeah, for to their be sake. An example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I can, I can actually totally see that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, definitely read up on that because there's a lot of points. It's just like, whoa, what? that's, that's crazy. Yeah, like like he like performed miracles. Like he made a uh, chief talk. Like he was made a mute speak. Like oh. he. Uh, I think there was a moment where uh, Billy, right after he, you know, got out from having sex with the woman, he was not stuttering for a little bit until Nurse Ratched went at him, so he stopped him from stuttering. Like it's yeah, it's it's some uh, deep stuff. I was like, wow, I, yeah. I never noticed that before. That's great. But yeah, uh, again, I just loved the inspiration of of life. You know, celebrating life. You know, to its fullest, and not just you know, you know, not going not lulling through life like they were in the beginning like just doing their normal routine just mundane oh, yeah. things That's like misery. it's it's about disrupting that and, and questioning you know and and not just you know going by what people tell you you know think for yourself so fantastic um so yeah outstanding movie yeah i'm glad we did this one it's great yeah it's, it's really good i don't um did you have any other did you have questions on this uh no i mean uh, that whole we kind of went through as yeah, the yeah. cheat thing yeah so um yeah no you uh no <laughs> no <laughs> uh, I'm ready to give a rating. All right, what you got? I got four stars. Nice and uh, two and a half buckets of popcorn. Okay, I didn't find it particularly entertaining. It right, also yeah. is a bit aged, um, but it's it's a fantastic subject material. The acting is so good. The direction is so good. 
This is one I'd almost like to see it be remade if it could be done possibly in a good way. Just yeah. to, just to like bring the story to. Um, I'm not saying I want it to be remade, but just I wish this one. I don't know that this story is getting the audience that it should get. I guess, yeah, you know, this would have been amazing in the 19 in 1975 when it came out. And I don't know that anyone's going back to this movie is, is kind of my point. Yeah. I would like this sort of story to be told to someone else. Yeah, I think it's important. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it has a really good message, an important message, Yeah, uh, especially this day and age. So, it's yeah, a I mean, special it's, movie, yeah, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's a classic. Um, I hope more people would see it and encourage all of you guys, if you haven't, to please go see it. It's definitely worth it. It's really not a long movie. It's really good. The acting yeah. is so good. It's a really powerful film. Yeah, it sucks you in, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, so, yeah, I give it four and a half stars and uh, two and a half buckets of popcorn. Okay. Yeah, just because it, it is tough to watch sometimes, not just from a you know its old standpoint. It's just it's it, it takes a lot of emotion out of you. You know, it's it's like the whole Billy scene, the whole yeah, it's very you know, challenging. It's, movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, so and you so, have yeah. to kind of grapple with these issues. There's really, I mean, you get the laughs in there, but. Right. Uh, there's not a real great payoff here, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's why, yeah, just a little less enter- entertainment value, but, but yeah, just quality-wise, four great and a half film. stars. So. Yeah, I love this film. It's a movie I go back to a, a lot uh, just because it, uh, it means a lot to me. It's been a movie that's been with me since uh, an early age. So, Well, thank yeah. you, uh, Milos Forman. Yeah, we I know, man. Jeez, he's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't realize how <laughs> uh, effective his films were. And there's Dave's crumbling of his notes once again. All right, folks. Well, yeah, there we have it. Uh, I don't know what our next shows will be, but hey, there'll be something. We'll we do will, something. We will have a show. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a show. We'll come up with something. If you guys have any ideas, shoot us uh, something on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, definitely. And where can they follow you on Twitter? You can follow me at Dave underscore Quist. <laughs> I am at BC Core. Be sure to follow us on uh, Twitter and uh, on at Blockbuster Cast. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube. Please review do so. us. Yeah. Uh, leave comments, but not just to leave comments, but to have conversations with us. We'd love to talk to you about film. Absolutely. Love doing that with you guys on Twitter. All right, folks. Well, that is it for us. Dave, have you got anything else? Not at all. All right. Well, folks, as always, <laughs> grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. At the movies.